evening. Today is Monday, March 21st, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is Into Action, Step 12, and our speaker tonight is Jonathan S. Thank you. Take it away, Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan Singerman, Compulsible Reader. Grateful to be here. Thank you, Amy, very much for asking me to come and uh, speak and lead at your meeting. Um, it's a big honor and privilege. I've been so busy. I don't think I wrote it down properly in my calendar. So I'm grateful to God you, you gave me a reminder, man, because <laughs> at least I had a, a few minutes to, to think of a few things to say. Um, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to share this picture of what I was used to be like the last time um, so far. And I say so far because if I forget where I come from, I could be back there again. So uh, I don't know if you can give me the proper rights to host disabled participant screen sharing. If you give me the screen sharing ability, I'll hit that screen share, host disabled, okay. Well, maybe, maybe we're not gonna screen share, I don't know. So anyway, I don't wanna waste time on that. I was gonna sh uh, share a few pictures of, of what, uh, chunky boy used to look like but trust me uh, I'm five foot four and I was had gone up to as much as 243 pounds plus uh, in this program and uh, you know I often kid my kid kid the 100 pounder to say I, I wasn't a 100 pounder yet I was only a 90 or 95 pounder <laughs> and I, I uh, came to OA first I guess around came to my first AA meeting about 49 and a half years ago and then uh, you know, I didn't think I was alcoholic, but I heard about OA through that meeting. And so I started going in and out to OA for about, um, you know, four months. And you guys were speaking Chinese. I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. I was 18 year and a half years old and just was clueless. And but so eventually I went back to AA and got sober for five years. And, I, and thank God on my knees, I've been sober ever since. And, uh, you know, and in five years in sobriety, I came back to uh OA and and lost like uh, and I was had been exercising a bunch then and all that stuff and been in the Army Reserve and, and basic combat training a whole bit and lost all this weight and started gaining it back again and I lost about you know forty five pounds in three and a half months and was being asked to talk and speak and lead all over OA because back in those days there weren't that many people with you know now you got people 10, 20, 30, 40 years of absence in those days you know if you had three months that was a long time and. Uh, you know, and I was doing pretty well for a while, but a problem is, 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 is I forgot that, you know, as my uh, current OA sponsor tells me, and he's been my OA sponsor for 11 years, that the units are not transferable. And, uh, and so, you know, I knew a lot and I knew so much, I knew my way right back out the doors. And my late wife, we've been in OA and lost 150 pounds in New York OA. So she had a, a really good program and, but she and I were gone from you guys before we even a year before you knew we were gone, okay? Because this disease is insidious, and uh, man, I just hate it. You know, I hated you guys. I was staying sober, doing a lot of things in that program. But you know, you know, the, the, this whack-a-mole thing. Those of you familiar with the whack-a-mole game, you know, I was staying sober, but then I was binging out of my mind, and I'd go out to different kinds of sports and things like that. You know, running and losing the weight and gaining it and gaining it and losing it and on and on and on. You know, I inched back up to the 200 pounds and over. And, you know, um, by the time I came back to you guys about 11 years and uh, four months ago, I was eating 10,000 calories a day. Sometimes, um, you know, having chest pains four to five times a day, seven days a week for about a year and a half. I had high, super high blood pressure levels, cholesterol levels were 
really high diabetic levels, diabetic uh, sugar levels. And I was dying from this disease. And, and uh, you know, I, my late wife, God rest her soul, she died. That's, it's been 17 years now at this time. It's been, I guess, six or seven years uh, at that time. And I was 37 years sober. And, uh, you know, we'd go out to the, after, after the AA Men's Stag. We'd go out to dinner with the guys. We'd go to this restaurant called Poquito Mas. And uh, I was looking at, my, at Michael uh, B's uh, food next to me. I'd known Michael for, for years. And I said, man, you're eating really healthy. And he says, yeah. And, and long story short, out in the parking lot, Poquito Mas, he 12 stepped me back into this program. And uh, I'll tell you something. Like I said, I hate you guys. I went away and measured my food, call it in, screw you. I hate every last one of you guys. I was willing to crawl through 50 yards of broken glass to call my food in that guy that time. I'll tell you that. And I've been calling my food in to him for 11 years and four months and uh, uh, eight, eight days, but who's counting, right? And, uh, and it doesn't matter whether I'm in LA or Israel or Tempe, Arizona, or wherever. And if I'm, you know, if I'm out of reach with him, if I can't reach him by phone, I text it in because, you know, I may disagree with him all I want, but at the end of the day, you know, he has brought me back to this program and, and, uh, and that's really important and um, to respect your sponsor. And, and I remember in the first week of, of coming back to being absent, oh, I was like a newcomer. And hey, here I was 37 years sober. And I was like, just a freaking newcomer. He said, and he was explaining, that's what it's like when you come back, you know? And, and uh, you know, I'd argue with him about going back to OA meetings. He said, well, if you want what we have in, in this program in OA, you got to do respect the OA program the same way you respect the AA program. And I said, oh, yeah, gee, you know, how brilliant, right? And so he said, you got to get to a regular committed meeting, have a commitment at that meeting. And, uh, you know, and, and just do what you said you're going to do. And I'm not perfect at, at any of that. But, you know, I started following his directions and the weight started coming off pretty, you know, pretty well. And, and uh, that's not six, six minutes. Sorry. <laughs> that's OK. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, that's Liz. Right. Is that you? It's a, anyway, thank you, Liz. Yes. Thank um, appreciate that. So, you know, the long story short is, is that. You know, I've had commitments in, 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 in two or three of my OA meetings. You know, I'm not a big deal in OA or anything like that. I've, I've had a few other juicy commitments above and beyond the, the level of, of the meeting level, and they've helped me in, to be in good stead. And I went a little further than that with, with their intergroup office uh, for about two, two, and, two and a half plus years. And uh, all those commitments have helped me. And a lot of times I think, God, you know, I'm so busy. You know, I can't, you know, I just remember eight months before I came back to OA and for the third, and I hope the last time. And like I said, if I forget where I come from, I could go back there again. Um, because it's so easy. This disease is so insidious. And, um, you know, it's just like that thing that, you know, I'm just going to say, well, I'm just going to go a little bit off. And, and I do this. I'm not perfect in my absence or anything. I, I haven't had white sugar peanut, I haven't had white sugar, peanut butter, or white sugar desserts or pizza for 11 years or four months, but there's been times where I ate too much or, you know, or, or didn't commit the right food or something like that or whatever. But, you know, I keep coming back each day and trying to be honest with my sponsor about it. I mean, he told me that you know, I've got to do a fifth and sixth step with my food each day, day with him. And I've been doing that for 11 years and four months, you know, admitting the exact nature of my food with him. And, uh, Going through steps, I, you know, I, I do all these things with him. Uh, we do like a little AEIOU, AEIOU inventory every day, give him three gratefuls and Yahoo, give him my food, do that every single day with him. Um, but, you know, it's going off track. It's kind of like, you know, when you're walking out, 
you know, way out in the desert or something like that. You go off just a, like a half a degree off. It's no big deal. Nobody cares. You don't even notice it, right? But after walking 10 miles, all of a sudden you're 30 or 50% off base. And, you know, and so I have to remember how easy it is to get off base. And, um, you know, I'm a compulsive overeater and, and, and I have to remember that. I got to remember how insidious disease is and how deadly it is for me. It may not be deadly for anybody else. You know, I, I know it's, even I'm guilty of it, you know, laughing, say, ah, I just want a little bit off, but you know, you know, you, you, we don't say that with alcohol and drugs. And, 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 and I need to really remember that with my food to try to keep it as clean as possible each day. Um, you know, I, I don't go, you know, from a perspective of alcohol and drugs, I don't go running up and down the liquor aisles, you know, in, in a grocery store. And, but after a, a meeting, I, I feel safe if I have to go down the liquor aisle. Well, you know, if I got to buy some bakery goods or something or candy for holiday for my kids or something like that, you know, I, it, as the big book talks about, you know, we don't uh, avoid places like that if we're on good solid ground. But if I'm not on good solid ground, then I better work with someone new or sicker and, and not go there. And that's really important for me to remember that. So yeah, okay, if it's Valentine's Day for, not for my girlfriend, because she's in this program too, thank God. But you know, my kids who actually could use this program, but it's not for me to, to say that to them. I'm the last person that can tell my kids anything. You know, I mean, the last people you can 12 step is um, people that are close to you. I remember I said to my AA sponsor, because it's a friend of mine, a good friend, he's, he's a weightlifter, but his wife, she gained like about 150 pounds. And I said, you know, Don, I said to my late AA sponsor, I said, I said, man, I really want to tell so-and-so about this program, man. I mean, she's just dying from the disease. He says, Johnny, you can't say anything to her. There's nobody in the group that doesn't know that you're in this program. Because, I mean, I lost a ton of weight. It's it pretty obvious. Even my kids, after six months, one of them said, well, dad, you're not a nicer guy than you used to be. And that's because I'd be coming off that white sugar desserts or something in the morning and that sugar would be pumping through my veins. And I was a real SOB, you know, when that sugar hit me, man, I'd be mean and nasty and ugly. And, uh, you know, and I had that going on without the help of any, 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 uh, uh, um, sugar at all. Let alone 10 minutes. Man. Thank you very much, Liz. So, you know, um, when I, after about a month of abstinence, my, uh, my, OA sponsor, Michael, he's, he had this deal where he would go through this pamphlet put out by Dr. Paul, the unofficial guide, 12 steps. And, and now we're kind of work back to working it with, um, you know, a one-on-one -on -one with just our, our babies. But, uh, but at that time he had me work with one of his babies and I'd meet with one of his babies every other week, we'd go to Starbucks or whatever and go through the steps. Cause, and all that really is, is it's going through the first 165 pages of the big book. And, you know, you read, read a chapter before we meet, then we read it together back and forth, answer some questions, and, and we move forward and go through the steps. And I'd done a number of fourth and fifth steps and, and, and many 10 steps. So he didn't have me do another fourth and fifth. I uh, one time I had to do a quickie one with him. But, uh, but basically, you know, um, that's what we did, you know, and, and I went through all the steps again. And I, and I have to keep going through those steps. And, you know, the, the today's meeting, I'm honored to be asked, and I hope I'm worthy of it, is to talk on step 12, you know, which is what, having had a, you know, a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, you know, having had a spiritual awakening, and that if you're wondering what that is, you know, in the back of the big book, there's a dependency called spiritual experience, and, you know, the term spiritual experience, spiritual awakening are synonymous, and, you know, it talks about, you know, one is the white light 
experience that Bill Wilson had when he was first getting sober, when he was by himself in that hospital. And the other type is the educational variety, which is me. I, I, I try to do that. Edu I, I am that educational variety in that I'm learning how to be a little more trusting in a higher power, God, as I understand him, one day at a time. And that is a learning thing each day. And, and you know, a lot of times uh, my faith comes from the actions I, I take or, you know, or many times the actions I don't take. Um, so, for example, if I, the negative actions of not answering back, you know, my kids when I'm fighting with them, you know, which I try not to fight with them. But sometimes, you know, I just get, you know, my right to be right. I let it overcome me. You know, I'm not a victim. I, I make a decision to not walk away from that fight. So, you know, but every time I walk away from fighting with my kids, you know, insist and don't insist on my right to be right. That to me is a spiritual action, you know, and, and having faith that if I do the things you tell me to do, it will work. I remember I had a kind of a tough job review around, around six years ago and my late a sponsor he'd been my sponsor for 39 years he died and i had this new guy and uh, he told me i want you to take that job review and do everything in that job review that your boss told you i want you to practice that stuff at home you know and so i started practicing things at home so if i whether you know if i had dishes to do and and something to feed the dogs you know well you know what do i do first the dishes or the dogs well the dogs are like clients right they're like people they they need to be fed. So it's just like at work when I have cases or something comes through, the squeaky wheel gets the grease if it's appropriate. And, you know, and, and I have to be of service to my dogs if I'm going to take the responsibility of having those dogs. And my girlfriend asked me to do something, you know, my late wife and I, we were married 23 years and knew each other two years before that very well. So I had like a 25 year uh, relationship there. Um, and But the first uh, 17 years of that marriage, I guess, you know, I didn't listen to her a lot because I had all this male chauvinism, all this stuff that I didn't share with you about my, you know, my mother, my nervous breakdown a year after I was born. And so I grew up with kind of a warped image of, 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 of women in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, I just was unwilling to give and take the way, you know, my lady sponsor would say, well, Johnny, I want you to go home, do the dishes or take out the trash. Oh, yeah, Don, I'll do that. And I went. You know, I'd say, yeah, I'd do it, but I wouldn't do it. And all that little petty BS added up to, you know, gee, gee, I wonder why I had problems getting along with women. You know, thank God over the years I've learned how to do that. But when she got that cancer, I had to listen then because, you, you know, I kind of want to fight with a woman who's got cancer, right? But, uh, you know, I was in a lot of pain. And little by little, I saw the things we used to fight about were just so petty. And I started to change. But the, the bigger changes happened. I think the best and the biggest changes of willingness happened when I got abstinent with you guys again for the third time and came back and thank God I've stayed and not gone away. And, uh, and so the way that Michael 12 step me is the way I try to 12 step other people is not try to shove it down their throat. And this girl I was talking about, I didn't, did not go up to her. You know, my, my, there's exam, there's a guy that used to speak in the program. He says, the example speaks so loud. I cannot hear a word you say. So, you know, it's not for me to shove this program down some new guys, some guy's throat, you know, a friend of mine, we go out to dinner all the time uh, after they immense stag and, you know, he, he, he needed this program. Well, he finally just came back about a month ago, but he knew I was in it. He knew more that Mike was in it than I was in it, but the point That's is 15 he, minutes. All right. Thanks. Thank you. He said, you know, that worked. And, and, and I think the thing is, is, as I kind of 12 step him a little bit when I talked to him, and, and, and it's good for me. And I've got some sponsees. And I think, you know, sometimes I just don't want to talk to the sponsees at all. But, you know, talking about quotes from, from the big book. Now, right in the very beginning, it says, practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking 
has intensive work with other alcoholics. It works when other al- activities fail. And so, you know, when, when one of my OA babies calls me and I, and I take that call, you know, I'm working with a new guy. And when I get to, you know, there are all forms of 12 step work though, whether you're helping clean up, set up the meeting or literature person or speaker getter, all those sort of forms of 12 step work. And they all help me to, uh, to move forward in this program. So, you know, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, these steps that, you know, I've worked before and continue to work each day in my life. We tried to, you know, carry the message to the, you know, compulsive overeater who still suffers. And, you know, the next part that's really in principle that my late AA sponsor used to pound on me. And I remember it again and again and again, because I hear his voice in the back of my head saying it, you know, practice these principles in all your affairs. So it doesn't mean that, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I practice Mr. Being Mr. Wonderful in these meetings and then I cheat on my taxes. I mean, I felt for years I did not report income that was made on the side that nobody would know about. But I knew about it and God knows about it. You know, and, and at the end of the day, when I'm, if I'm in this world, like on this job I got now, there was a time when I was doing sobriety, couldn't on a job for 29 days. I've been on this job 29 years. Right. And I remember I, I was off on a, on a leave of absence for like uh, about a, about two or three months it was right when my wife got sick and was down for her final few months before she was going to die. And, um, and then, and the company, I remember the company cut my work back and they were going to cut my salary back. And, and, and I remember my boss, she said, Jonathan, you want to, we'll cut your hours down by 25% so you can, we'll give you pay cup and you can meet your wife more. And I said, no, Kendall, I can't do that, but, but thank you. But they cut my work down anyway. So, but there I was four or five years later, bitching about not making enough money. And my, my late response said, Johnny, you owe that company so much, you owe them a building, you know? God, please help me remember what they did for me because the, the new owners that took over, they were the kind of, they laid off a third of our company, but I didn't get laid off, neither did other people. So I need to be grateful and that of what I'm, what I'm earning and that I've got a place to go. And I need to be grateful for you people. But gratitude is an action. And if I'm unwilling to share this program with someone new or sick like me, then I'm failing to live up to my part in this program. Now, the timing today might have been a little tough. You know, Michael tells me there's not enough time in God's world, but there's enough time in Jonathan. There's not enough time in Jonathan's world, but there is enough time in God's world. So, you know, when I said yes to taking on this commitment, I knew how busy I was, but I thought, you know what, you're going to give it a shot, you know, go back to work after. And there's been times where I've had to go back to work after meetings, and I've seen other people do that too. And you know what, it doesn't make me a martyr or anything like that. And I need to try to keep my commitments, but at the same token, you know, I, if I can possibly do someone, do something to help someone new or sicker, I need to do that. And it'd be really tough earlier in the day. This is, this was early enough, but, but I'm saying my life is good today. And if I fail to share it with you people, then I, then I will go back and, and I don't want to go back there. I don't have 32 years left to go back out there and commit suicide by food, which is what I was doing, you know, and saying I was dying to eat and eating to die. That, that was me when I came back. And, and, you know, as the saying goes, that only gets worse, you know, our disease is doing push-ups in the other room while we're coming here to meetings. And so I have to remember that. And um, I just want to just tell you guys how grateful I am to be here. There's, I guess, I guess I still got a little more time to, to talk. I don't know if there's anything else I tagged here that's particularly important, but uh what I got, Liz? I got a few minutes left, or that's. Uh, you have fifty-five seconds. <laughs> fifty-five seconds. All right. Well, is there anything else here that's striking that really stands out that I should share? Um, I think I shared most of what I wanted to share. I mean, other things are just smaller things. Just, 
you know, just to remember when I talk to someone new or sicker or my sponsees, I'm not a know-it-all to share my experience straight at home, not to be, not to tell you what to do. You know, I go to a men's stag and they, and the format is that, you know, you, you share your experience strength and hope of recovery for the issue that they bring up, but only in your current sobriety. And I have to remember that with my food too. And I'm talking to my sponsees that are OA babies or ones who are both to share my experience of what has worked for me. If they bring up a problem to me, unless it's an emergency, you know, uh, I, I have to be humble enough to refer them to somebody who's had that experience instead of trying to force my will on them and come up with what I think is the right idea. This is not a program of theories and generalities. This is a program of experience, strength, and hope. It's hope. It's experience That's based. Time. It's experience Thanks. based upon my experience, not to tell you what you should do if I have no experience in there. Anyway, that's my, it's only my opinion. And, uh, I, and if, if you've heard nothing I had to say and you're just, please keep coming back and can make 90 meetings in 90 days and stay close to us. This program that works. Thank you for my life. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you so much. So great to hear you tonight. We will now open the meeting for questions or three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing in questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. If the speakers ask a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. All right, who would like to share? So you want me to call people? Um, our Zoom host, Anne, should will be doing that. Okay, all right, because I see hands up. Okay, thank you. Great. Thank, thank you, Aaron. Go ahead, Victoria. Hi there, I'm Victoria W. I'm a recovered compulsive eater and insulin manipulator in Miami. Um, holy shit, that was, <laughs> I came in late, but I came in exactly when I needed to be here. Oh my gosh, I even like was, I was like, oh, I've got, okay, I got to share and I got to emphasize these two things. And then you said another third brilliant thing that resonated with me. And I said, and now I forgot what the first thing was, but <laughs> I think, I mean, I just, wow. I, <sighs> thank you. Thank you. I'll start with that. Thank you uh, for coming to share with us today. Thank you for reminding me I think I am so important all the time. And those of you who know me, well, you know, you don't even need to know me because I'm an addict, right? Like we all like, so it's not that I'm so special. It's just, I'm an addict, but like somebody today in their Tesla was like crossing too much into the crosswalk when I was walking. And I was like, oh, you know, oh, you think you're so important because you're driving a Tesla and like, I'm walking here. And I thought, damn, Victoria, like you really think this crosswalk is just for you? Like you really think that? And, you know, part of me, like when I came, cause I came in late, I was like, wait, what step are we on? What are we on? Oh, it's step 12. What are we talking? Okay. But it all has to do with working with others, right? Like it all does how we go about every day. And like, I work with others some days because I really want to some days because it's the bright spot of my life some days because I know I have I need that for my recovery some days because like somebody was willing to do that for me and gave me this huge gift you know and some days <laughs> some days 
I'm just so flabbergasted. I'm so, I, wow, look at me speechless. Who would have thought? But what I definitely can say is that this program, the miracles that have come from it for me, I went into a bakery last weekend because some of you may know 314 was a certain, was a certain pie day <laughs> in the lives of other Americans <laughs> or the lives of others around the world. And I went there, but I went there because I had good business to be there. I went there because I was on solid ground. And I'm not saying this because I'm like some cool, awesome person. I'm saying it because that's the miracle that's shown up for me in my life. I never was able to walk within 10 feet of something selling sweets without having the mental buzz and like the, the vulture circling, you know, are, are we going to do it? Are we not going to do it? What? Okay. I have this much cash. Okay. Well, I could go to the ATM. I could, you know. I, I could get one and bring seven home for later and then eat them all at the same time. And I went there because my best time wanted some pie. Thank you, Liz. I'll wrap up. He wanted some pie and I was there being of service and I wasn't tempted. And it's not because I did anything special. It's because the miracle of this program has shown itself for me. And when I work with others, the other thing real quick, the other thing that I have to remember is that I share my experience. If somebody asks me, how do you deal with loving your body through rapid weight loss? I don't have experience around that, but there's a lot of people who do, and I would love to connect you with them. Like that just stuck out for me a lot. So thank you for your message. And I will pass to somebody who has a more together line of thoughts. Thank you, Victoria. Amy, you're up next. Thank you, Anne. And thank you, Aaron. Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Jonathan, thank you so much for your service. May I echo our previous um, person sharing and say, holy shit, that was amazing. And I too um, just took note after note after note. The example speaks so loud, I can't hear a word you say. That is that is carrying the message that is practicing the principles and people in my life that are close to me, a child, a parent, we cannot, we cannot push somebody in. Like we can't 12 step somebody close to us, but we can recover. We can recover and we can be an example of what a life in a recovery looks like. And that's, this is a program of attraction, not promotion. Gratitude is an action. Yes, it is. Gratitude is an action and activating that on a daily basis has been game changing. Um, I thank you for saying that. And also, I, you know, I'm not a know-it-all. I bring my experience like the previous person shared. We are all just humans and addicts. We're not God. We're not therapists. And even those of us that are, are here because we're addicts. We're not here to practice that. And we are not qualified to recover anybody else because we are human and it is no human power. And I also want to, I just love how you say OA babies, the OA babies, because we do, we bring each other up. We raise each other through this program. And, um, as an OA toddler, um, Maybe just maybe just cutting teeth. Um, I am so grateful um, to be raised in these rooms. And just one quick question, which you can answer quickly. I used to do an AEIOU, and I love that you brought it up. And would you just share what what you um, use as an AEIOU? Thank you. Uh, okay, um, AEIOU. A was I absent, and then my sponsor has me doing a thing where for me because my age and, and height and all weight, it, 
I try to stay under 2000 calories a day. And if I go over, I have to own it and tell them that, but, and, and then, you know, try to get back on the horse again, do, you know, do better. You know, I think, I don't, I don't think I've ever gone over 3000 calories. There may have been some heavy giant meals, but for the most part, I try to stay under 2000. And when I start going a little over close to it, and especially with this pandemic, not being as physically active, it's very easy for, for the same amount of calories to start gaining weight. So, you know, I try to, that's my A and stick to the foods I said, and also to admit anything that's different. Uh, e, did I exercise or not? Um, a, E, I, A, E, I, I is what I do for me. And I list things I did for me. Um, A, E, I, O is what I do for others. Now he doesn't have me enunciate what I did for others anymore. You know, he, cause he wants me to, to be anonymous even with him about it, but you know, I write them out and I, and I know what those things are. And, uh, and, and then you as, you know, basically, you know, what are my fears or procrastinations, uh, fears, resentments, you know, if I have a resentment, you know, I got to go over that with them. And, you know, with resentments, I mean, there's all kinds of ways to deal with that, but, but mostly I need to own up to it first before I can do anything. And then, you know, if it's a horrible resentment, I can go to that freedom from bondage story in the big book of AA, you know, where the, the woman could not get over that horrible resentment. And it talks about how you pray for the people with resentment. And that, you know, they'll be happy as comfortable as I'd like myself to be. They'll be healthy, wealthy, happy, and so on and so forth. It's a great story to read if you've got a resentment you can't get rid of. Um, but, you know, yeah, my fears, resentments, and anything else that's going on, you know, to talk to him about it or, or another fellow member. And that's my AEIOU. And I do that, you know, seven days a week, and, and, and it works. Thank you, Amy. Um, all right, thank you, Amy. Daisy, you're up next. Thanks so much. Hi, everybody. Daisy, compulsive overeater in California. Jonathan, thank you so much. That was fantastic. Um, sorry, there's a lot of background noise going on in the street behind me. Uh, I just got back from visiting some family in Mexico and some of these people in my close immediate family, I have a really hard time not shoving this book down their throats, um, like a really hard time. And I practice pretty hard not to do that, but it's like, just, you know, the, there's a solution here, you know, even if it's not like a, a substance problem, like I just see, I just see them in the big book, you know, pages 60 to 63, trying to run a show, trying to control all of these things. And, you know, my sponsor reminds me, my job is to focus on my own recovery and, and leading by example, you know, that's how I'm going to carry this message. Um, and me trying to shove the, the book down these family members throats is just me doing the same thing of trying to run the show, trying to control all of those character defects. So I appreciated, you know, you speaking to that and also the reminder for me that I don't need to waste my energy trying to push this message to people who are not ready or willing or need to hear it when there are so many people out there who are totally ready to hear this message, who need to hear this message and who I can actually be of service to. Um, and that's where I should be using all of this energy is to actually go out and be helpful to people. Um, I love that you were talking about the, you know, the humility and, and the needing to know that you don't know. 
Um, when I first started sponsoring, I thought I did need to know, and I thought I needed to have an answer for everything. And I kind of felt like an imposter all the time because I was like, you know, in this tight space of like, I got to pretend my recovery is, you know, something that it isn't basically. Um, and I love too, that you spoke to just your, your abstinence and your food and, and that you're just like, yeah, you know, I have long-term abstinence and this is what it looks like. I haven't had white sugar in this many years. I've overeaten at times. And that is something I, I don't hear a lot in the rooms of that kind of, and I don't know, maybe I'm just not hearing it, but that kind of ownership for like your experience with abstinence, because it's easy for me even to get in like imposter syndrome or question my own recovery. If I'm like, Oh, if I haven't had, you know, a way to measure meal, every single meal for the last two and a half years, like, am I even recovered? Am I whatever about, you know, I can, I can spin like that a little bit. And it's just, I just need to know today that like, I don't need to be an imposter anywhere in my recovery. If I just share my experience and if I just get honest and if I just show up as I am. So thank you so much. And thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Thanks, Daisy. Um, I will go ahead and share. Thank you so much, Jonathan. That was um, um, a beautiful share. Um, I could relate to a number of things, especially the, um, um, oh gosh, what was it? I hate that one. I forget what I want to say. Um, oh, I know. Um, if I can think of the right way to say it. Um, you said um, that there are people we can't share this program with, people that we're close to. And um, I really appreciate your saying that because for me, I do have people that I'm close to that have shared that they have an eating disorder, but because um, they know I'm here, I'm not able to go back to them and say anything to them. So I just kind of um, don't say anything. And um, I hope that at some point, um, they'll join the ranks here and, and show up and have their face present. But, um, you know, it's not for me to um, judge what time somebody's gonna show up here or if they ever will um, show up. Um, and I pray for those other people that are in my family that I know um, have a seat waiting for them if they want it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a difficult situation sometimes, but, um, I try to be the best, um, person that I can be around them to carry a message of, you know, that th this is possible to do this. Um, they watch me when I go visit them, bring my food with me, if I'm in a place where I have to bring food with me. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm just grateful that I, I have this recovery that I have today that I can try and show them a positive example rather than a negative example, because I haven't always been positive. I've had negative times in my life. So I'm just grateful that I'm able to be here and show up and just do what I can. And that's all I've got. Thank you, Jonathan, so much. You did great. And uh, Francesca, you're up next. Hi everyone, I'm Francesca. Um, very grateful, Commissioner Bulimic. Um, thank you so much, Jonathan. Um, that was so wonderful. Um, I really love this 
thing that you talked about, like just taking responsibility, like for my place in the world, not just like in fellowship, but just, um, well, treating like the world, like fellowship and my job and my dog, like am I being in, of service um, and recognizing that like, you know, am I acknowledging what has been done like for me and like just being here and be like, oh, I'm busy, but like, well, let me, let me try to see, you know, cause so often I'm like, no, I can't. And it's like, I, I put up sort of like barriers that, um, you know, uh, my own doing um, and recognizing too, it's like, you don't always have to feel like it, you know, like there are multiple reasons. Sometimes you do, but like, do you want to get better or not? And you said this thing about like, um, that you would crawl through like 50, uh, like feet of glass or, or something. And um, just recognizing too, it's like, don't rob people of their desperation and don't trust they, that they don't have a process. And because like I get into the being the higher power and, oh, he said, this program's not a logic, a program of logic. And like, I, you know, was in and out of the food, but like I could quote the page and I could like tell you the history, you know, as they say, like a head full of knowledge and a belly full of food. Um, and yeah, this thing about family members, like not just once again, not trusting, but also not like allowing them the dignity of just like, when you were talking about your kids, it made me think like, you know, I've, I've, I have family, immediate family who, and it's like, oh, could be, but like, I know what that feels like when other people see your issue. Like, I know what it feels like. Um, and so I don't want, um, and when I wasn't in the rooms and having, you know, that kind of feel like that pressure. So I don't want to like add that to someone, but also I don't want to just like um, not be able to have a relationship with someone, you know, because I'm always like watching them or, or think that it's a conditional love because that's not working with others. That's running the show. That's like boosting, you know, my own ego. Um, and yeah, that if I just, and it's also such freedom. If I just share my experience, strength and hope, then I don't have to be a martyr. I don't have to like, worry about um and it also it frees me up from excuses of like well I can't sponsor you know because like I haven't been in this program like long enough or I haven't this long enough and as you articulate it it's not an option <laughs> it's not like you know the option is like do you know I I want to eat like like as we read like to eat is to die you know like do I want to live today um and also just like you know that it speaks so your example speaks so loud. I can't hear that, that thing. Um, what I really got that from was when you were talking about women, like when you very Next briefly, time. okay, well, um, thank you so much, Jonathan. Um, that was wonderful. Um, and thank you everyone, um, in this group, um, you're wonderful and I pass. Thanks Francesca. Um, I'm going to have um, it. Can we stop the recording and yes, we sure can. <laughs>